with an incredible item. And I know you're going to be so blessed. And it's one of my favorite songs, The Prayer. Thank you, guys.
Thank you, thank you so much for blessing us. Isn't it amazing when people take their gifts and they just say yes to God and they go ahead and they use it to bless a bunch of people like us. We are very blessed. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing that this morning. Well, we're in the middle of a series. I love Christmas time. Christmas is a great time, great time of the year. Uh, It can feel busy at times, but I think we've got to just realize that Christmas is the greatest time of the year. It's the time we remember that Jesus came. It's the time we remember that there is hope for all of humanity. And uh, we're in the middle of a series called Manger to Majesty, looking at some of the key characters, kind of unpacking this story a little bit, finding out what it was like to be those characters and, and, and what, what they would have experienced in that moment when, uh, when the news was brought uh, about something amazing that was going to change humanity forever. Last week, we talked about Joseph and Mary, a couple of teenagers just planning to get married. They were betrothed, ready to get married. And then their world was just kind of flipped on its head when the angel said, you're going to have a child and it's going to come from God. He's going to come from God. And uh, Joseph and Mary, we talked about the sacrifice, the sacrifice of status, that they had to give up people's opinion. A lot of people would have had an opinion on Joseph and Mary in that moment, and, and they had to walk through that. And when we make a choice to follow Jesus, we make a commitment to, to walk through regardless of what people think of us. So that sacrifice of status. This morning, we're going to be looking at the story of the shepherds, the shepherds this morning. We're going to read from uh, the book of Luke. Uh, Luke was a doctor. He was very detailed in his description. And I love this passage in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read uh, a number of verses this morning. So uh, it's up on the screen behind me or in your notes. You can follow along. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. In Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. How many people would be terrified if an angel just appeared? That would be pretty terrifying. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Would you pray with me this morning as we look at this passage together? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for humanity, that where there was no hope, you brought hope by sending your son, Jesus. 
Thank you for the way you chose to send Jesus into this world. Not the way the world expected, but exactly as had been prophesied, exactly had been spoken about. We're so thankful for the gift of Jesus. As we unpack the good news this morning, would we see that this good news is available for all of us? In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I want to talk about being a good news carrier. Any good news carriers out there? Any people like to bring a little bit of good news to people? I love it when I get to share good news with people, the smile it puts on their face, the joy that they experience when you bring good news. I don't know about you, but if I was offered good news or bad news, you can only hear one thing, good news or bad news. How many people are going for the bad news? Good. (laughs) I don't think any of us go, yes, give me the bad news. I want to hear the bad news. We want to hear good news. Good news is great. But the trouble is anytime news is brought to us, It might be good news for me, but quite often it's going to be bad news for someone else. For example, we're all praying for good weather so that we can go to the beach lots of summer. Unless, of course, you're a farmer because you want some rain because the rain will help grow your crops. Good news. Uh, Come election time, whether it's local or national, when governments are being chosen, we put our vote in and, and then we get the results and it's good news. Or it's bad news, depending on how you sit and your political view. Uh, The All Blacks are playing South Africa. And South Africa win. (laughs) Wow, that was an even better reaction than I expected. And all the South Africans say, are you rough? Keeping quiet this morning. When a family gets, gets together around Christmas time, uh, it's good news. But sometimes it's bad news because maybe there's a fallout in the family. Getting together is not good news. In fact, it's, it's pretty daunting. Or maybe it's the first Christmas when you've lost someone dear to you. So good news is, is, is sometimes bad news for other people. But what I do love about Christmas time is this is the time where we remember that there was good news for all people. That good news is that Jesus came, and he came for you, for me, for everybody. And this morning, we're going to look at the shepherds who heard the news. They were told that there was good news, and they went and explored, and they found Jesus, who was the good news for all of us. Three things I want to look at this morning that we see from the the encounter with the shepherds and the angels that we can see from the good news. And we want to be good news carriers. We want to be people that would walk every day of our lives, walking into conversations, walking into moments where we can minister to people by just simply sharing the love of Jesus in in their lives. I want to encourage you this morning and over this Christmas period, just live your story. Just take your testimony of what God has done in your life and just share it. Share it with the joy that you have in your heart because it makes a difference. I got to do two weddings yesterday. I've never done two before. You'll be glad to know I got both of the sets of names right. So that's always good, eh? <laughs> Don't get the vowels wrong there. Yeah, I've done that before. Another story completely. But, but, you know, what was amazing is that the conversations that I had in, in each of these weddings and catching up with different people, the conversation just to be able to bring the love of God, that my love for Jesus, into simple conversations, simple conversations that turned into conversations of faith. Amy, just walking through a day yesterday, bumps into somebody and was able to just share the love of Jesus with somebody who needed it. This is truly good news for everybody. And three things we see this morning. Number one, the good news is for all people. 
The good news is for all people. God's not looking for perfect people. Not looking for good people or bad people. Not looking for black or white or Asian, Indian, African, American, New Zealand, Kiwi, uh, same difference, Australian. He's not looking for different people. He's not looking for the rich. He's not looking for the poor. He's not looking for the well-proportioned or the not-so-well-proportioned. He's just looking for all people. And more specifically, he's looking for you. He's interested in you. As Amy said, God is with us. God is with me. That is my promise this Christmas. God is with me. And you can claim that same promise that God is with you. God is with you. His presence is with you. You can receive that good news. Many people come to church. They think they're doing fine. Financially, they've got it sorted. They're doing well. They've got the promotion. They've got the title. They've got that position. They might even be good people, might even be serving and, and doing wonderful things. But, but the good news is when we say yes to Jesus and we choose to follow. It's not enough just to be a good person and do good things. We have to follow. When Jesus called his disciples, he says, come, follow me. A number of them left what they were doing and they made a commitment to follow Jesus. Others, the cost to follow Jesus was too great. And following Jesus is following him in the calling that is on your life. About 10 years ago, I did a survey with our church in Tauranga. I asked the question, how many of you growing up and been in church for a little while thought that the ultimate in life was to be a pastor or a missionary? Over half the hands went up and everyone thought, you know, that's, that's what they grew up believing was the most important thing. I said, now how many of you are pastors or missionaries? No hands went up. I said, does that mean you're not fulfilling the call of God on your life? Or have we have the, as a church failed in our teaching? To actually say that, no, no, we are called wherever we find ourselves to be good news carriers. Good news to all. That means that in your accountancy firm, in your schools, in your daycare, and out on the workplace, if you're doing the lines or you're cutting down trees, whatever it is you're doing, you are taking the good news to all. And you have an ability to just simply bring the good news of Jesus to encourage others. And here's why we're looking at the shepherds today. Because the, the shepherds, they represent you and I. I'm nothing special. You've probably worked that out by now. There's not a lot to me. I'm just a simple guy who just kept saying yes to Jesus. And I look at people in business and in their workplaces just continually saying yes to Jesus. Build the business. Employ that staff member. Make that decision. Just simply saying yes time and time again. The shepherds, they were not considered as high-priority people. In fact, they were at the bottom of the rung when it came to society. The shepherds were out there taking care of the sheep. You're getting the, the sacrifice ready for me to take to, to the temple. So you just take care of those sheep until I need what you've got. That was kind of the, 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 the position of the shepherds. And isn't that God that he would flip the world system on its head? God, God says, you know what? It's, you know, you're expecting the king to come announced through a prophet, a, a pastor, a teacher, a leader, a ruler. But God says, no, no, I'm going I'm to do it differently. I'm going to bring a shepherd, a group of shepherds, a, a couple of teenage kids, and I'm going to bring the good news through them. In a world where Caesar Augustus was trying to measure the size of his empire, doing a census, counting all of his people to show how powerful he was. And God says, in the middle of all of this, in the middle of man's attempt at showing his power, I'm going to bring into this world a savior. 
I'm going to bring some good news that will impact and change the world. On the planet at this stage, 2.4 billion people have said yes to Jesus, surrendered their lives to Christ. How many billion in, in, in all of humanity have made that decision? Those that have gone, not with us anymore. From shepherds hearing some good news and going and telling that story to the people that they met. So the first thing the shepherds did when they heard the news was to go and see whether the angels should be believed. I love this verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And can I say, if you're here and you're kind of kicking the tires of faith and saying, is God really real? Does he care for me? Is, is, this, is this really a legitimate thing? Why do people come here on a Sunday and give up a good Sunday morning where they could be at the beach? Why do people come here? Why are people so passionate about this God? It's okay to ask questions. I think the questions are a vital part of us discovering our faith, discovering what we believe. So it's good to ask the questions. And I think these shepherds, they, they wanted to go and check that what the angel said was true. I mean, that was pretty amazing seeing a whole angel, seeing an angel and a, and, and a choir of angel come. And that's incredible, but that wasn't enough for them. They had to go and see. They had to go and experience what the angels had talked about. And when they arrived, they experienced the second thing we need to understand about the good news. The good news brings joy and peace. The good news brings joy and peace. And peace, there's so much information out there. Social media posts, this is the greatest, this is the fastest, this is the strongest, this is the angriest, this is the smallest, this is the tallest thing you've ever seen. You know, media that's kind of sensationalized to, to try and play on those emotions. We want to be happy, we want to be excited, we want to be filled with joy, we're looking for peace. This will be the product that will solve all of your problems. This is what we're looking for, a world desperately trying to find joy and peace. If you're wondering what to look for as you're searching for Jesus, as you make a decision to follow him, these are the two things that you will feel greater than anything you've ever felt before, the joy of the Lord and the peace of God in your heart. If you were to talk to anybody in this room who's made a decision to follow Christ, the joy that they feel when they realize their sins have been washed away, their sins have been made clean, the peace that people feel even in the middle of difficult times, the peace of God that settles in our hearts. The stories you would hear, and I encourage you, ask those questions, tell your stories. Brings joy and peace. Luke, 10, Luke 2, verses 10 to 11, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. So often people think that God is against this and that, and God's angry, and God's wanting to punish everybody. But God is for humanity. If you read the story of the, the children of Israel, they would walk away from God, and God would pursue them again with his love and draw them back in again and, and welcome them back in and forgive them again, and then they'd go off again. And, come, and then God would come back and he would meet them again and he would love them and, 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 and lay down his life for him ultimately by giving Jesus. And this is the story of God going out to get his kids again. Kids that run away and kids that get it wrong. Kids that kind of put their hand out to God and say, no, I don't want you. I don't need you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go the other way. And God says, I don't mind if you do that because I'm still going to love you. 
Nothing changes in my relationship. I'm going to love you. And this is, the, this is the God that pursues us. If you're here today and you're not even sure why you're here today, it's because God is pursuing you. Because God loves you. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life and it involves Him at the center of your world. And maybe today you'll find that joy and that peace that all of us are looking for. I love the dictionary. It says that the definition of joy, the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. I love that. Doesn't that describe the good news? <laughs> it's like there's something exceptionally good or satisfying. My sins have been forgiven. That's pretty exceptionally good and satisfying. You know, in the, in the Old Testament, Nehemiah was, um, was talking with the people. And they were upset because as the law was being read, they realized they weren't fulfilling the law. They weren't, they weren't doing what they should. There was a real grief amongst the people. You know, they're feeling like that they, that they hadn't, hadn't done what they should have done. Hadn't measured up, weren't good enough. Anyone ever found themselves like that before? Found yourself in that place where you, you just don't feel like you've done enough? You know, you haven't been good enough. You can't measure up to that older brother or sister or, or even your spouse or your boss or your, your hero. You feel like you failed. You feel like you haven't been good enough. But then Nehemiah says to the people, he says, do not grieve. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. When we have the joy of the Lord, when we receive the good news, we receive the joy of the Lord that becomes our strength. It becomes a fabric of who we are. And I'm not talking about a joy that just comes because life's great. Because if you've walked with God or you haven't walked with God, life is not always great. There are moments of disappointment, of grief, of loss. But this joy means that when we walk through those seasons, there is still something that holds us strong. It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. It's a knowledge that God is with us. And here's the truth. We often experience our life through our emotions. God gave us emotions. Sometimes I wish he didn't. But it's those emotions that allow us to express love and anger, jealousy, humility. These emotions, we, 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 we don't always control what happens to us, but we can control what we do when it happens to us. And when the joy of the Lord is our strength, we have the ability to make good decisions, even in the most difficult times. We're not supposed to endure life. We're supposed to enjoy it. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. The other feeling the angel said humanity would experience, so joy was the first thing. The second thing was peace. Luke 2, 14, glory to God in the highest heaven, the angels say. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. If there's anything the world craves right now, it's peace. So much anxiety, so much fear, disappointment. So many things craving our attention. We're looking for peace, looking for peace that will settle in our hearts. Anyone could do with a little more peace in their life? Life is busy. Life is full. But in the middle of all of that, it is still possible to have the peace of God that passes all human understanding. In the middle of the storm, Jesus was able to, to sleep while the disciples were freaking out. And he just stands up and says, peace, be still. 
be still to the waves. No wonder that Jesus was described as a prince of peace in Isaiah. Later on, he talks with his disciples in John 14 and says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Meaning he had a gift that he could give to us, and that's his peace. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. If your heart is troubled, if you are afraid, come to the Prince of Peace. He can bring peace. He can bring joy. And that's what the good news is all about. Says the shepherds, verse 20, return glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they've been told. So they've been told they would see joy. And experience joy. They, they were told there would be peace. And they came back having experienced it. It's not just a thought. It's an experience when, when we receive Christ, when we realize that our sins are being forgiven, when we realize there is a hope for our future, we experience the peace and the joy of a God that loves us. That, my friend, is good news. Good news that we get to carry. Receive it first, and then we go carry it. Man, if you had the cure, how many people would like the cure for cancer? How many people are walking through that journey with somebody? Man, if you had it, wouldn't you take it? Wouldn't you take it to every person you knew? Wouldn't you do whatever it took to bring that hope for somebody else? Of course you would. This is the good news. This is the gospel that is given to us, and we can bring that to other people. And we just bring it as we are, who we are. The third reason, as the team come this morning, the third reason the good news is so important is the good news saves us. The good news saves us. The good news is for all people. Good news brings joy and peace. And ultimately, the good news saves us. We can't truly experience that peace and joy until we understand that we need to and we have been and we can be saved from our sin. We're all looking for a rescuer a defender, a liberator. I've met thousands of people in my lifetime and not one person has been able to save themselves. All of us have got into a pickle at some stage. All of us at some point in time have needed someone to help us, someone to rescue us. I'm thankful the times that people have come to my rescue and helped me when I was in need. I wonder if anyone else here today has, has had somebody come at a time when you needed it most put an arm around you and said, it's going to be okay and I'm going to walk through the journey with you. I remember Amy and I, we were traveling back, I think from Tauranga up into Auckland. It was Christmas time. Traffic was heavy, pouring with rain. Went through some roadworks and our tire blew out. We're okay. We managed to navigate to the side of the road, put the hazard lights on and we're stuck. I kind of, I kind of got out of the car and I got the spare tire only to realize that we didn't have the tools. My fingers aren't that strong enough to unlock those nuts. And so here, here I am on the side of the road. I'm stranded. I need someone to save me, someone to help me. Now, I was about to get on the phone and call AA, and hopefully someone would come out when a car pulls up behind us. Out of the car jumps this man. Remember, it's pouring with rain. He hops out of his car. He's, he's got two kids in the, in the car with him. I think it was a grandfather traveling back with a couple of his grandkids. He says, can I help? I said, look, I, I don't have the tools to fix the tire. He said, I've got them. <laughs> so for the next 10 minutes, we 
fix the tire. He hops back in his car, absolutely drenched, carries on his way. Never met him before. Didn't know who he was. Never seen him since. What causes someone to do that? I mean, (laughs) isn't it tempting to go past that person who's on the side of the road? And um, I've been there, done that. Well, sucks to be you. But something in him says, I'm going to help a complete stranger. Boy, was I thankful to be saved that day. That was good news for me. Out of the goodness of his heart, he stopped and he helped somebody who was in need. How much more so a God that loves us, wants us to walk in relationship with him. He says, you know what? Sin has separated humanity from me. We can't be in relationship because I'm a holy God and sin has got in the way. But there is one thing that could take place. Remember we talked about the shepherds. They were, they were doing all of their shepherding and looking after the sheep that maybe one day someone would say, I, I need to buy a sheep so I can go and make a sacrifice so that I can be made right with God. God says, I'm going I'm to give my son. I'm going to give my son who is perfect, perfect in every way. As, as, as Amy said this morning, experienced every temptation, every emotion known to man, walked through all the things that we do, and yet chose not to sin. He had active free will the whole time he was on earth. Fully God and fully human. And yet he walked a perfect life and he died a death on a cross so that his sacrifice would mean good news for me, good news for you. My friend this morning, the good news is for all people. That's you. That's me. The good news of Jesus Christ will bring joy and peace to your heart. And the good news will save us. If you're here today and saying, I think my life's okay. The reality is, if we don't get our life right with God, sin separates us forever. An eternity without Him is not a place I want anybody to experience. In order to receive the good news that is offered freely to every person, it is us doing what the shepherds did, bowing before the King in the manger, saying, here we are. Here I am. This morning, I want to give an opportunity. Maybe for the very first time, you're saying, I've got to get my life right with God. I've got to receive this good news because I'm looking for that joy. I'm looking for that peace and I just can't find it in anything I'm looking for. God is offering that today, my friend. Maybe you've been away from God and, and you just know God's pulling you back. He's drawing you back. Would you respond today? As I pray a prayer, we're all going to pray together. Would you pray that prayer with me? It's a reminder for me this morning that the good news is for me too. Not me just preaching this. This is the good news for me. My sins have been forgiven. And I've got plenty of them. As do all of us. (laughs) So with every head bowed and eye closed, would you pray this prayer with me? 
Heavenly Father, thank you for this good news. Thank you that you sent Jesus to bring us hope, to bring us life. Please forgive me for living life my own way. I repent, I turn from my old ways and I choose to follow you. Thank you for the good news. I receive it today. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed, we want to help you on your next step. Having prayed this prayer, what's next? It's discovering more about who Jesus is, what it means to walk with him. We've got a team that want to connect with you, walk the journey with you. But we, So we know who you are. Would you do something brave and right where you're sitting? Would you just slip your hand up? Team at the back will spot your hand, connect with you after the service. If you pray that prayer for the first time or coming back to God, you just slip your hand up and say, yeah, that was me. I'm not going to embarrass you. We're just going to simply connect with you after so we know who you are. Anyone this morning saying yes to Jesus, receiving that good news? Thanks, buddy. It's awesome. So good. Anyone else this morning saying yes to Jesus? Yes to this gift of the good news. Thanks for your courage. It's awesome. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for hearts that have turned to you, hearts that have responded to you. God, I pray, Lord, for every person. Lord, I pray that every single one of us would would walk with a new confidence that this good news is for all people. This good news can bring joy and peace. This good news can save us. May we take that into our workplace. May we walk with a new confidence that the good news can save any person. We love you and we thank you for this incredible gift that you've given us. In fact, just with every head bowed, eye closed, just for one more moment. If you just know you need the courage just to share your story, you, you know what the situation is. You know who you're supposed to share it with. And you're just struggling to know what those words are going to be. If that's you, why don't you just slip your hand up for a moment and say, come on, I, I need some courage. Yeah, awesome. Bunch of people out there. I want to pray for you very quickly. Anyone else? Son, I just, just need that courage to share my story. Brilliant. You can slip your hand down. Come on, why don't you receive this prayer? This courage to do that. Thank you, Jesus. You said we'd receive your Holy Spirit. And when we receive your Holy Spirit, we receive power to be your witnesses. God, we thank you. Holy Spirit, right now, you fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit that we would be able to take this message of the good news. I pray for courage, Lord, even those that just raised their hand, Lord, even those that maybe didn't raise their hand, but just believing for the courage to be able to share that message with somebody. God, I pray there'll be a boldness that would come upon us, incredible wisdom to share, to be able to know what questions to ask, what to say. But Holy Spirit, thank you for your power that enables us to be your witnesses. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I pass you on to Amy? Thank you, Mike. That was such a great word, wasn't it? I received that. I hope you do too. Just receive that boldness to be a good news carrier.